Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Let's get our Bibles today. I want to direct your attention to the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 10. Very familiar passage of Scripture. If you've been in church for any length of time, this, this passage is one you have read and uh, uh, perhaps been blessed by on many levels. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse number 3. <clears throat> this is a us kind of statement, so I think it would be good if we would read this together, that we would read this together right now. For though we walk in the flesh... We do not war after the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and have a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. My assignment this morning is to teach on thought warriors. Thought warriors. Heavenly Father, we love you. Let's pray together. Just begin to lift up your voice in this place. Amen. Are you a thought warrior today? Is there a battle that you're going on in your mind Amen. I want to be victorious. Heavenly Father, we love you. We praise you, God. We magnify your name, O Lord, in this place. You are awesome, God. Hallelujah. You are our help and you are our hope, O Lord Jesus. You are our strength. Hallelujah. You are my song, O Lord, today. God, I praise you today. I bless you, O God. Hallelujah. Amen. Victory in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. God bless you. You can be seated. The psalmist said that we are, the human body is fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen. Of all the remarkable and complicated features of the body, The brain is perhaps, not perhaps, the brain is the most complex organ of them all. Some scientists tell us that the brain is more complex than the universe. Let that sink in. What is in your head is more complex than all the galaxies. From one end to the other, as far as we know, 
the, 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 the multiple stars in the sky that we don't even know about and haven't even counted. The Telegraph wrote an article in 2016 about the capacity and the capability of the human brain. In order to measure the brain's storage capacity, science studied the connections of the brain responsible for storing memory. How many think you have a good memory? How many of you think you have a bad memory? How many of you have a selective memory? How many of you have short-term memory? How many of you have no memory at all? But here's what they found. They discovered that on average, one synapse can roughly hold seven bits of information, seven, uh, 4.7 bits of information. That means that the human brain has the capacity of one petabyte, or that's one quadrillion. That means one with 15 zeros behind it. I can't count that far. That is one petabyte of memory. One petabyte is the same as 20 million Four drawer filing cabinets filled with text, 13.3 years of an HDTV recording, 4.7 billion books, or 6.7 million web pages. Ooh, that's your memory. Son, you, you, you all got a big memory. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and said, man, you know a lot of stuff. But the incredible thing about the mind is that we're not just a hard drive. We don't just store data and information. We assimilate it. We formulate it. We use that information then to decide things, to act on things. Every time you recall a memory or have a new thought, you are creating a brand new connection in your brain. Before this service is over today, there's going to be new thoughts. There's going to be new connections. Throughout the day, you'll be making new thoughts and new connections. With all the years of research and study, scientists and psychologists still say they cannot explain the human mind. They simply say the mind is a mystery. Animals have brains, but only humans can think, reason, execute that thought into a plan. Only people can create, only people can design, only people can truly think. That makes us different. Amen. And so if we come from evolution, if the the start of human mind is from goo, why aren't we getting smarter? An ape didn't make an iPhone, though I've seen a few of them use them. A cow didn't make the Eiffel Tower. No, a guy by the name of Gustav Eiffel did. A professor by the name of Pete uh, Coveney said this about the human mind. It is unmatched in its ability to think, to communicate, and to reason. Most striking of all It has a unique awareness of its identity and of its 
of its place in space and time. Welcome to the human brain, the cathedral of complexity. <clears throat> I like that. <clears throat> that the human mind is the cathedral of complexity. So right up here, there's a lot of smarts right up here. I don't care how, how, how dumb you may feel or how ignorant you may feel or, or how uneducated you may feel. There's a lot of stuff going on right up here. Amen. The Bible teaches us that we are the gatekeepers of our mind. We are. We, no one else, we are. It applies to thinking. It applies to what we conceive in our thought. I can't blame anybody else for my thoughts. You can't blame anybody else for your thoughts. Amen. Well, the devil, no, no, he may have tried to prompt your thoughts, but you and I have the power in our thoughts. The thoughts allow us to integrate our, our thinking and our mind and our action. Amen. Those thoughts become planted, they become watered, they become fertilized until they produce an action. The writer in Isaiah said in, in, in 34 and 16, Seek ye out the book of the Lord and read. No one of these shall fail, none shall want her mate, for my mouth it hath commanded and his spirit hath gathered them. The word must be the seed of our thought. We need to connect our thinking to this. Can I tell you, my opinion doesn't matter. You may not agree with my thinking, well and good. Amen. But my opinion has got to line up with this. It's what this word says. I've got to find out what the word of the Lord has to say. Do you know why they're fighting so hard to, 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 to diminish to cause the scripture to be less received is because it's the word that tells us about life. It tells us about family. It tells us about relationships. It tells us that we're lost and how to be saved. It tells us about sin and it tells us about holiness. It talks to us about these things. And so our job is to take this mind and made it to this word, and we will produce the right kind of reasoning, concepts, ideas, and actions. The word of God is looking to mate with our mind. <clears throat> David said it like this. Thy word have I hid in my heart. Now, that's not this, this organ that's pumping. It's this organ right here. That's where the seat of emotions and thinking and, 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 and reasoning is. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. What is he saying? I've made it with the word. I, I, I've connected with the word and I've allowed that word to become a part of, of my process of thinking and ultimately overcoming temptation in this thought. It matters what you put your mind with. It matters what you make your mind with. Amen. How, how is lust conceived? With a thought. How is lust then brings forth sin? So sin begins with a thought. 
Amen. Jesus said it like this. If a man looks on a woman and lusts after her, he has committed adultery already in his heart. Where did it take place? In his mind, in the thinking. Amen. One cannot allow their mind to mate with any old thing in this world and then expect to live holy. I can't let my head be full of politics and expect to live holy. I can't let my head be full of culture and expect to live holy. I can't let my mind be consumed with Hollywood and entertainment and sports world and all the different things of this world and then expect to live holy. Why? Because the mind is going to conceive things with what it mates with. The mind is a powerful thing, as we said, but right here, between our ears, in our head, is the battleground that is raging right now. The battle that you are fighting right now is not just about your sickness or your woe or your relationship struggles. It's about what's happening right here. Amen. The battle in our world today is over the mind. Notice the language that Paul used in our text. We do not war. He uses the word war after the flesh. He said, for the weapons of our warfare... Amen. We're casting down a military term. We're bringing into captivity another military word uh, term. Can I submit to you today that we don't have an ethics problem in our world? We don't have a morality problem in our world. We don't have a cultural problem in our world. We've got a thinking problem. We've got a thinking problem. Amen. A good soldier knows that he's in a warfare and fighting. And not only who he's fighting, but what he's fighting and why he is fighting. Too many people today are fighting hell with not enough information to know how to be victorious. Good spiritual understanding and knowledge will expose the attacker upon our mind. It will expose thoughts that are not... Amen. I think it's good to pray, oh God, let my reasoning line up with your word. If it is not, reveal it to me. Oh Lord, let my thinking line up with your word. And if it is not, show it to me. Hallelujah. Can you say amen to that? Paul said in one place, I fight with purpose. He said, I'm not just beating the air. I'm fighting with purpose. And when it comes to your mind, you better have purpose in here. Amen. The worst thing you and I could do is just simply allow the world to dictate or the enemy to dictate our mind. Again, Paul said, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty. Somebody say they're mighty. They're powerful. They're strong. Amen. Through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Amen. Casting down imaginations. Everybody say, I'm a warrior. I'm a thought warrior. Amen. Every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is filled. What's the first thing that a thought warrior has got to do? He has got to pull down strongholds. Pull down strongholds. Someone defines strongholds as the spiritual fortresses wherein Satan and his legions hide and are protected. 
I, I, I almost entitled this lesson, this message today, you either pull it down or cast it out. What happens is that we, we develop strongholds in our mind. We, put, we develop thought patterns. and We develop a, a, a rut, if you will, a trench in the way we're thinking. And we constantly think this way. And if it is unbiblical, if it is not like God, if it's against the knowledge of Christ, it soon becomes a, a place that Satan hides in our mind. And we can be going on in life and then all of a sudden he pops up there and he pops up there and he comes into our thoughts because he's hiding in strongholds. And so when we are dealing with this warfare in our mind, we've got to say, what does the Bible say? Not what a denomination says, not necessarily what a church says, but what does the Bible say? Because this is what I want to mate with. This is what I've got to get connected to. Amen. Strongholds. Strongholds are systematic and habitual patterns of thinking. Systematic and habitual patterns of thinking. Amen. What we methodically listen to, what we methodically watch, read, put into our mind becomes a stronghold. I'd rather have a stronghold that the Spirit of God is connected to. I'd rather have something that is immovable in my mind that God is connected to than to have a stronghold that the enemy finds residence in. we got to pull it down. The word pulling down here, the phrase pulling down means violently demolishing. Violently demolishing. How many remember, a lot of you were not here, but you remember the message that we talked about uh, mortifying the flesh, and I had an old computer out here. Anybody remember what I did to it? Do I need to do it again? Brother Mike, thank you. I love you, Brother Mike. Praise the Lord, can I preach to you for a while? Uh, we had a baseball bat, and we beat the stuffings out of that, amen, and then threw it out the door. This is what we got to do with thoughts that keep us full of anxiety, fear, worry, dread, misguided uh, 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 thoughts about God and his word, thoughts of doubt, fear, and unbelief. We've got to take care of it violently. We have to do something completely different. Uh, amen. We get entrenched in our thinking, woe is me, I'll never this and I'll never that, and, 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 and the enemy is... Uh, always against me and this is happening in my life and, and fear and these things come upon us. Uh, amen. But I will tell you that there is a way to pull it down violently with intent. You have to have intent to say, you know what? That thought is not of God. Amen. That thought is not of God. Can I tell you how you can quickly identify condemnation versus conviction? Conviction comes from God. Condemnation comes from Satan. Condemnation, the devil will do it as a general thing. You're a bad person. You can't handle this person. But conviction says that sin is wrong. 
Conviction will be narrow and pointed and reveal to you that this is God saying, get this right. But the enemy will condemn. Amen. I'm all, i got to put my mind to the place I'm sensitive to the conviction of God and not the condemnation of the enemy. Because he'll lie to you. He'll tell you all kinds of things about you. He'll tell you all kinds of things about your family. He'll tell you all kinds of things about your life, about your health, amen, about your money. And you need to pull it down violently, violently pull it down. We are wrestling today against an antichrist worldly system of thought. It's a system of thought. I know some of us were very concerned they're going to come in and take us out. Well, they might someday. But the enemy is already coming into our mind trying to pull down things and destroy things that was developed in your life in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s that God put in there a long time ago, and he wants to destroy that. Amen. So he's coming in to take over your thinking. But you are a thought warrior. You are a warrior of God to say to the world and its system, I, I, I will not take anything you say that's contrary to God. Worldliness caters to flesh and desires and of the flesh and not the will of God. Worldliness is marked by materialism and humanism. Worldliness is the idea, eat, drink, and be merry. Worldliness caters to the flesh. Amen. It, it opposes the things of the spirit and godliness. Amen. Worldliness is a way of thinking that wants to come in and contaminate and to reform us so we begin to think... Can, can I just tell you, just follow the pattern of our world today. Churches that once preached a certain thing, amen, that once had... If America churches, America churches was really doing what they should be doing, we would not be having the problem in our culture today that we have. We would not be having the issues. But the vast majority of them have taken the idea that God is some kind of extra spare tire that I'll pull out when I need him. But I want to tell you what God wants to be is he wants to be the engine, the transmission, the gas. He wants to be all part of everything. Amen. Because he said, I'm either Lord of all are not at all. We got too many Christianettes. Christian light. What we need is we need disciples of Jesus Christ that'll say, I'm going to take what this word says. I'm going to find out what the Word says. I'm not going to be lazy about it. I'm going to find out what the Word says, and I'm going to make sure that I make that Word to my mind, and I put it on notice that the enemy, that this is not, this is not your barracks. This is not your home. This is not where you belong, and he will come and tell, tell us all kinds of stuff and drag us through the mud, tell us that we're not good enough, that we're not pretty enough, that we're not this enough, that we don't have the right, we don't have the right uh, family, we don't have the right mate, we don't have the right 
job. We don't have everything. It's just, and, and he'll come and, and, and he wants to take us and squeeze and squeeze and squeeze like a python until he begins to squeeze every bit of life out of us. It does not happen in your body first. It happens in your mind first. And we have got to be thought warriors. I take authority and I take dominion over my thoughts in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Very familiar passage of scripture is Romans 12. Chapter 12 and verse 2. Paul here says, and be not conformed. And be not conformed. Don't be squeezed. Don't be squeezed into this world and its thinking, its system, but be transformed by the renewing of your, right here, right here, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. He says, for I say through the grace given to me to every man that is among you not to think of himself, which is italicized, but if we read it without the italicized addition, not to think more highly than he ought to think, but to think, how? Soberly, according as God to, hath dealt to every man the measure of faith, to think soberly. When Israel came out of Egypt, they left free of their shackles on their feet and on their hands, but they still had Egypt thinking in their head. 400 years of Egypt thinking had ingrained upon them. Amen. And it is dangerous to be free and not have good thinking. Just ask the children of Israel. Amen. They wandered in the in the, in the wilderness because they had Egypt thinking. God blessed them with manna, but they had Egypt on their mind. Strongholds, Egypt, worldly thinking can blow right past the crossing of the Red Sea. You would think that everybody that walked on dry ground would say, Woo, God is my everything. Whatever he wants, he's my supplier. Oh, mercy. You would think that a lot of people, and I've watched you where people have miracles in their life, God blesses them in their life, but that's not enough to sustain them. That's not enough to keep them because all of a sudden it moves into entitlement. If you got Egypt thinking, you move into entitled thinking, and then as God you blessed me with, with manna, now I won't quail. I, I want you to do this for me and that for me. And what happens when you have a stronghold of this world in your mind, you can take the blessing of God and blow right by it to selfishness, worldliness, and even backsliding and worldly thinking. But I want to tell you, I want the miracle of the Red Sea, the miracle of the manna, but also I want the idea of Caleb that says, give me this mountain 
Give me this mountain. Give me my promise. I'm not going to allow Egypt to be my thinking uh, guide. I'm I'm a warrior of my thoughts. Amen. We need transformation. We need to pull down. Somebody say, pull it down. Pull down the stronghold. Pull down strongholds. Pull down strongholds. You know what strongholds can be? Strongholds can be uh, uh, the way of thinking that was a pattern that we put into our mind even as a child. Pattern of thinking, of how you do things and what you do things. and A pattern of thinking, amen. Uh, I realize that culture and where you live can help shape how you think. But it's, it's important that thought warriors go back to the word and find out what the word says about pulling down strongholds. The next thing that a thought warrior has got to do is cast down imaginations. Imaginations. Imaginations is a reckoning and a reasoning. It's how I reason. It's how I, what I allow to influence my mind. Satan initially deceived Eve into sinning by perverting the truth and changing the way that Eve reckoned things out. You know that old good old redneck word? Well, I reckon. You know what I'm talking about. I reckon. Well, I, I reckon this. And that means I'm, I'm going to process. I'm going to reason this out. I'm going to have an argument within my brain. Anybody have arguments in your brain? Hey, I got quite a few that go on here in this guild brain of mine. It's not just that I talk to myself. I answer myself. I have conversations with myself. Sometimes that's the only conversation that, that myself understands. But it's about how am I going to reason this out? How am I going to think this out? How am I going to take this and look at it? Amen. You know, one thing that my dad had was a great engineering mind. And he would always look at things and obstacles and things that he's building with a different viewpoint. He'd look at it at a different point. How can I do this differently? How can I address this differently? If you're doing the same thing and getting the same results over and over again, if you're still dealing with the same issue, you might need to go back to your beginning point and that is your thinking and your reasoning. How am I reasoning this out? What, what is my deduction process? How am I deducing this? How am I setting this into motion with my thinking? And sometimes it can happen so quickly but yet it is a, a, an imagination that needs to be cast down. A reasoning that needs to be Cast down, amen, a reckoning that is a false reasoning that needs to be refuted, amen, with a renewed mind. Refute that thought. That's not of God. That's not like God. That's not according to the word of the Lord. So I'm going to cast down. The word cast down here is like the word pull down. It's a military term that means to lower with violence. You can't play with your mind. And you can't toy with your fantasies and and play with your mind and then flip a switch and enter into the presence of God and think good thoughts. Amen. But it's about how am I going to reason? How am I going to reason this out? What is my thought deduction? Here's what James has to say about this. In chapter 4, 
and verse 4. He said, you adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Think like the world. Think like the world is enmity with God. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world and its thinking, it is the enemy of God. I didn't say that. The anointed word of James said that. The brother of Jesus said that. He went on to say in verse 5, Do you think that the scripture saith in vain, The spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy, but he giveth more grace. Wherefore he said, God resisteth the proud, and he giveth grace to the humble. Submit yourself therefore to God. That includes and should start with your mind. Submit your thoughts to God. Submit your thoughts to God. And then resist the thoughts of the devil. Amen. And he will flee from you. Kick him out of your mind. Amen. He doesn't belong here. Oh, I know you can't keep the birds from flying over, but you can stop it from building a nest in your hair. So you got to keep it out, out of my mind. Uh-uh. Amen. I, I challenge you. Sometimes I'll just stop in the middle of my, my whatever I'm doing and the devil is attacking my mind. I'll just stop. I'll draw a line and say, devil, don't cross that line in my mind. Leave me alone. I can't. That's not who I am. That's not. Can I just get personal with you today? Let me get right down to your level. Amen. Some of you are thinking your temptations are who you are. But they are not who the, you are. They are who the enemy is trying to make you. Amen. And so you put up the roadblock and you just simply say, no, no, no. Resist the devil. Draw nigh to God. He will draw nigh to you, verse 8. Cleanse your hands, ye sinner. Then listen to this. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Mm. Double-minded means to be two-spirited, vacillating from one thought to another. Yes, I believe. No, I don't believe. A double-minded, James said in 1 and 8, is unstable in all his ways. If you say, I love Jesus, but your passions and your, your, your desires don't show it, that's a double mind. If you say, I love Jesus and I want to do what, what he wants me to do, but you don't obey his commandments, Jesus said, if you love me, you will do what? You'll keep my commandments. Oh, a thought warrior has got to have a single mind. He meant a single mind. A warrior doesn't go to battle and be thinking about this and that and this. He's got to be focused on what he's fighting in, in, the, in the morning or, or today or wherever you, you fight the devil in your mind, be focused on it. Be determined. I am not going to let him rule my mind. I'm a thought warrior. The third thing he said is cast down every high thing. Cast down every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Every lofty notion of higher intelligence, because the devil will try to tell you, you shouldn't think that because people smarter than you don't think that way. The people that are really smart, you know, the professors. <clears throat> I pray for any student going to university right now. The professors, 
those of higher intelligentsia that, that, uh, that they know everything and they, they look down on anybody that doesn't know anything. Every exalted perception of who God is that's above this word or who he isn't that's above this word. Every exalted idea that says, I know more than you. I, I, amen. We've got to simply say, I cast that down. It's a high thing above the knowledge, against the knowledge of God. Hallelujah. Consistent obedience and complete submission to the word of God is what's going to take us to the place. I, I heard this the other day, and let me just say it. There, there, is, there is a principle, and there is a precept, and there is a guideline for anything in life that you go through right here in this book. So if you bring your problem, you bring your trouble, and you say, I need help in this, let's go find some principles that, that show us what God thinks about that and how he acts, amen, and then let's get a plan and let's say, okay, here's what we got to do, and then let us believe that the Spirit of God will empower us because the, that our weapons are mighty through God. He empowers us to pull it down, amen, but let me just say this. That if I go looking for other places only, and I don't start here, but I start at, at, at some other place to get my need, I will eventually go down and have a thought that has exalted itself against the knowledge of Christ. Amen. So this word has got to be my thinking starting point. It's got to be the warrior's military intelligence. But everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, cast it down. Somebody say, cast it down. Then he says, bring into captivity every thought. Anybody ever been going through their day and they do this? Bring your captivity and every thought to the obedience of Christ. It's not just good enough to think it. We got to obey it. I wish I had somebody just shout and run the aisle right there. It's not good enough just to think it. We've got to obey it. We've got to obey what this word says. We've got to follow the word of God. Bring in captivity ever thought to the obedience of Christ. What we're saying is that you, you, you take power over that thing. The strongholds of the mind will not leave you without a fight. Stinking thinking won't leave you without a fight. Worldly thinking won't leave you without a fight. But just as much as the old thinking would make a furrow, it literally, they tell us, it literally makes a furrow in our brain. We need to make a trench with good thinking. Continually, every day. Amen. Every day. God is my help. God is my strength. Hallelujah. I think that it would be good if you're having ear uh, trouble in a certain area is get you some declarations from the Word of God. If the devil tells you you're a nobody, then you can just simply say, but I can do all things through Christ with strength in me. Take that thought. Amen. Dig that thought a little deeper. Dig that idea a little bit deeper. Amen. But quit hanging around Debbie Downers and, 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 and Abraham uh, negative. What's Tigger? Yeah. All right. Praise God, I got the victory. Then you go to lunch with somebody that saps every bit of that from you. 
It's probably good to find somebody else to have lunch with until you got a furrow of God's thinking so deep that it doesn't matter what they say to you. It doesn't matter what they talk about. Amen. They can be as negative as can be, but because you've got something inside of you that's been trenched deeper and deeper and deeper until this is the way that I live. This is my thought life. Thought warriors. Think it, get a pattern of it, and then they act on it. They think it, develop a pattern of thinking, and then they act on it. The psalmist said it like this. I thought on my ways, and I turned my feet unto thy testimonies. (laughs) I thought on my ways, not what Aunt Sally said, not what cousin... Man, I'm running out of names because I don't want to say anybody that's here lest you think I'm talking about you. I'm not just talking about what what they're trying to influence me. I'm going to go back to the Word, and I'm going to say, what does the Word say about this? What does the Word say? Not just what does the Word say. What does it say in context? What does it say in study? What what is the background of that? What, What is God trying to say through that to me? Not starting at a point that agrees with my idea. Can, can I just tell you, I heard a guy uh, uh, make this statement. Uh, he said, this is so ludicrous that I hate to even share it with you, but it is, it is the way people think today. He, he started telling about the story of Lazarus. And he said, when Jesus said, come forth, he's saying the same thing, homosexual, Come forth. Lesbians, come out. That's a perfect example of what is known as eisegesis. Eisegesis is you start with a belief and find a scripture to try to match it or make a way to match it. Exegesis says, what is this word saying? That That has not one thing to do with coming out of the closet. Mm. Oh, no, no. But that's the way the world does it. Go, let's go find a scripture. I'm going to make a doctrine out of it. I'm going to make it where it fits my situation. Mm. Plow some furrows of godly thinking. I thought on my ways, and I turned my feet to thy word. That's what the psalmist is saying. Good success happens when you think right. Good blessings happen when you think right. Listen to what Joshua wrote in in, in the very first when they went in to take the promised land. And he said in Joshua 1 and 8, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate. Somebody say, think hard. That's what meditate means, think hard. Amen. But thou shalt meditate. Therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then thou shalt have good success. Somebody say, I want that. Can I quickly just stop here and tell you something? You, you, You find that it's popular today for people to do yoga meditation. Do you know what yoga meditation is based on? It's based on an idol, first of all. Secondly, it is based on, as most Eastern meditation is, on emptying your mind. Empty your mind. Empty your thoughts. That's exactly opposite of what the Lord said to do. We meditate 
and we fill our mind. We fill our mind with the Word of God. We fill our mind with the ways of God. We fill our mind with the doctrine of Scripture. We fill our mind with how He operates. We get His principles so entrenched in us. Amen. That's what we meditate on. And the Word says, if I'll do that, then I will prosper and I will have good success. Victory is ours. In our text it says, if you'll do it to the obedience of Christ and have a readiness. Somebody say a readiness. A readiness of mind is an eager zeal, inclination, a passion. Have a readiness of mind to simply say, my mind is in tune to what the word says. He says, then you'll revenge all disobedience. When your obedience is fulfilled. Somebody say wow. What does that mean? That means victory over every bad thought and every bad action. Victory over sinful thoughts, lustful thoughts, and lustful actions. Victory when I conquer them and overcome them as a mighty warrior of my brain. As a warrior of my thoughts. When I overcome them, then all of a sudden, all of that disobedience is now revenged. I get it. I get the fact that the world no longer talks to me in a way that the world used to talk to me because now I'm revenging that disobedience of yesterday with the obedience of Christ today. I'm living a life of freedom, a life of overcoming because of faults. Amen. For the weapon of our warfare are not carnal. But they are mighty through God. What weapon are you talking about? The word, the thoughts. Amen. The Holy Spirit inside of us, the power of God is what we put here. How do we put the armor on? We don't put it physically on. We put it on in our spirit. We put it on in our thinking. We put it on in our mind. The word revenge here means justice. To vindicate one's right. Not only do we get revenge on our past disobedience, but we get revenge on the devil that caused that thought and fostered that thought and fed that thought. Can I just tell you, the enemy wants to tell you things that sound so spiritual that you'll think it's coming from God. I'm talking to you right now. You'll think it's coming from God. But if you'll test the spirit of it, and if you'll test the authenticity, if it doesn't match up with this, nor does it match up with the spirit of it, if it doesn't match up with the spirit of grace, conviction brings grace. Now, it may make you feel bad, but it leads you to a cross. It leads you to repentance. Amen. But I want to remind you this. I'm coming, I'm coming down to a close. Come on, Sister Carrie, whoever's coming to music. Let me, let me remind you of this. The devil can't read your mind. But it can read your body language. He can't read your thoughts, but he can read your words. 
But what it is is that your thoughts produce your body language. Your thoughts produce your words. So if I don't want the devil to know what I'm thinking or to, to, to realize that he's got no place there, then my thoughts have got to be in such a way that he knows, oh, that's off limits. That soul is off limits. Somebody say, my mind is off limits. Would you stand with me, please? I want you to close your eyes. And if you've been having trouble with your mind, amen, you've been having trouble with your mind, would you like to slip, slip your hand up right now? Have trouble with your thoughts. You're battling thoughts that are keeping you discouraged. Amen. That are keeping you down. Thoughts that you haven't overcome. Hallelujah. We're going to believe God today for a miracle transformation and then act on that. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord in the name of Jesus. I'm going to ask you to stay right where you are. If you've raised your hand, I want you to say, I'm a thought warrior. God has given me dominion and power over this. And though I have great, great uh, trenches of wrong thoughts, I'm going to plow a new furrow with daily habit and daily thinking. Oh God, take my mind today. I want victory in my thought today. Hallelujah. Claim it right now. Everybody in the building, put your hand on your head. Come on, put your hand on your head. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Devil, this belongs to God. I have the helmet of salvation on my head. This belongs to God. It doesn't belong to you. Worry, you have to go. Fear and doubt, you have to go. Because I am going to think on what the Word says. Mind is going to mate with the Word. My thinking is going to connect with the Word. And I'm going to see the power of God move in my life. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to the MPC Podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorachurch.com to learn more about our ministry.